Greetings, Matt comrades. It is your humble DM, Mike Gergoni, here to let you know that we here at Material Components are now part of the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. Punch-Up is proud to present such podcasts as Panel Up, The Action Shelf, and The Very Podcast you're listening to right now. And of course, the best way to support all of these shows is by going to patron.podbean.com slash punchup and becoming a patron today. When you do, you'll get access to all sorts of bonus content, including a brand new one-shot from the folks here at Material Components, in which our heroes attempt to solve a murder in the urban fantasy streets beyond the veil. If you ever wanted to hear Michael Lisman playing as Detective Sasquatch, now's your chance. Once again, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup. Thanks for all the support, and now, let's get you into this week's episode. Material Components, Season 2, Episode 76, A Moon Base of Our Own. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. Brought to you by the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Oh heck You're yeah. Welcome. What's up? Aw, oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Stop copying me, Reed. Stop copying me. Uh, hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian Abacalar. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay, the Elven Wizard. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before I begin today's session, I have to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Elliot, uh-huh. do you remember what happened last time? I do. Um, I, well, no, Cherish, I mean, no, Shay, uh... Had a lot of crazy adventures. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Weird how those things tend to blur at uh, times. Yeah, it's so strange. Um, but uh, yeah, last week was a, a a bit of a wacky, wackadoo, fourth wall breaking episode. It was very, very cool. Um, but generally, um, the linear events of the of the episode, uh were Oswald kind of confronting Amari about Layla's um, political ambitions and her loyalties and her maybe thinking real hard about killing Oswald that one time. (laughs) You know, friend stuff. Mm -hmm. And Amari sticking to his guns, sticking to his wedding bands, as it were. Um, Hopefully that works out well for everybody. Uh... I see no reason why it shouldn't. Yeah. It's been great so far. He's not dead yet. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but we also had uh, a discussion all together as a team. Um, Shay kind of finally brought up uh, the what happened when the ship was uh, not digitally, uh, uh, etherically infiltrated uh, by a fey presence and brought up what who that was. The fact that they had gotten this hacker's, this uh, red cap's attention uh, and received an invitation to meet um, 
and kind of put it to the group like, hey, I want to go see if, you know, we're more fucked than we already are. Um, and Kala revealed that in the kind of, what was that, like week and a half, two weeks where she was... Yeah, roughly where she was kind of questioning reality a little yeah. bit and having a bit of an episode. Yeah. And exactly how long she's been working on this project still remains to be seen, but that is yeah. definitely when she focused on it. Right. Uh but she revealed that uh she had a meta diving terminal, a kind of uh a um, MacGyvered together uh meta diving terminal in her room on her bed uh and the implication was that she was kind of planning a one-way trip for herself um but that didn't happen so that's good uh mm -hmm. and shay uh with the escort of mara uh accepted the invitation and went to a very creepy meta diet meta net comedy club uh and had a very very interesting in conversation with uh ariel ariel the legendary meta diver yes. whose names and titles are myriad yeah. not least of which include the good fellow robin himself mm -hmm. a certain puck and of course the warlock of storms and um i had i told mara to leave uh and um i didn't do anything bad <laughs> well, that doesn't sound like us huh. bad is certainly a perspective That's that true. one might have when making clandestine deals with the fae and just because you have promised a favor to the Warlock of Storms at a time and temperament of his choosing in exchange for dread information, which could tip the balances of power in the Dragon's Wake towards some kind of apocalyptic war. And is hopefully not Is that really alive? bad? <laughs> and that is the question, right? Because you have entreated with a Warlock of the Fae, famously... Of the courts of the Fae, the warlocks being the only ones capable of outright lies. Yeah. But, a uh, point of clarification, I don't think that uh, that information was actually revealed in character, though. It's tough to say, tough to right? Say. That information is definitely a part of Shay when they reemerge from this meta dive. The knowledge of whomst you have bartered with is ingrained in your brain on an instinctual level. And I think it is there that we are going to have to pick up because Amari, Oswald, and Florian, while this is happening, while Shay is immersed in the metanet, there's really not much to see besides a prone elf sitting, eyes open, staring at nothing the vast expanse of the Mennonet inside of their own mind. But beyond that, there's no motion from Shay's body, and there is no 
real need for you to be here other than to wait with bated breath for your wizard to reemerge from this clandestine meeting. That is until your ship begins to panic. There isn't much of a better way to describe it when the lights all within the Tiresian begin to flicker on and off, doors lock and unlock, systems begin turning on and off, and alarm klaxons of a thousand different systems throughout the ship begin to whine with a unified sound that blends together as Mira shouts, pull them out, pull them out, pull them out, pull them out. Uh, we uh, do that. And uh, Kala, like for a panic second, looks over to you, Amari. Do it. Yeah. And she does. She pulls the emergency rip cord that tears Shay out of the metanet. This executable program that rips your consciousness away from where you are and the entity that you are bargaining with and slams you back into the meat prison you call a body. It takes a moment for you to reorganize your mind and realize where you are as your friends lean towards you and check to see if you're all right. Meanwhile, the systems of the Tiresian all shut down. Like, fully shut off, or do they just, like, go back to normal? The lights turn off, the doors all unlock, everything turns off. Okay. And Florian didn't touch anything, right? As far as you can tell. Okay. I mean, I'm touching we, the ground with my feet, but... We haven't left the planet, correct? We're still, like, no? grounded yeah, no, and everything. We're not, in space. Okay. We're not getting <laughs> okay. sucked into okay. the bathroom, yeah. Just, uh, just want to make sure. It's still the 29th of here and all. Uh, Mira? <laughs> There's no response. Uh, Shay. Uh, yeah. Can, can well, you do us a favor and say something that only Shay would say? Well, if they got... I, if they're a changeling, uh, then the they would matter. have this access is to any... Uh, well, I mean, what do, what do you want to know? I, I, there's a lot of, of things... Just something that... Shay would say. I mean, I... I, mean, I, 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 I I, I'm, I say a I'm lot just going to check. See, I'm not buying it. I think. Um, <laughs> I think I'm just going to check concerned. their pupils. <laughs> you hold a flashlight up to Shay's pupils and wave it in front of them in one of the more basic changeling testing methods. And as you flash a light rapidly across, there's dilation, but there's no strange flicker into the slit like rectangular pupils of the she. I mean, Oswald, I can. I, I, it might be like a little personal, but like I could, I could like whisper in your ear, I guess. All right. Do, okay. Do that. Yes. <laughs> and okay. I'll, I'll just, I'll say to Oswald, like when we were, when we were seeing visions, uh, oh, I guess I didn't know that that was his dad. I guess he didn't say that. Um, uh, but I'll say you, you saw the worst moment of my life when I left and she wouldn't go with me. He, uh, he nods and accepts this just pat your little bird shoulder oh good to have you back uh what's uh we saving trying to save power or i'm not the, really sure did the utility I company think... shut us up <laughs> <laughs> this literally uh sorta in that this literally just happened mira was uh, I, I mean we ripcorded you out of there yeah no, because mira I was tell. freaking out <sighs> yes yeah, and, that. yes we haven't been able to um get her to respond since that so uh, uh, 
Mera, um, I'm back. It's it's okay. And almost as though it hesitates to do so, the power will flicker back on on the ship, and all the systems will return to normal. Mera won't respond, but that is a response in and of itself. I can hop in the navigation chamber and interface for a sec if you want to talk. And there's no response. Flash once for yes, twice for no. <sighs> there's no response. Shoot. Well, um, how, how did it go? I mean, he's a freaky son of a bitch. That's probably why she's freaking out. He wouldn't say anything that we didn't already know without making a deal, and we all know how bad an idea that is. Yes, I was afraid that would happen. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's not like you've made a... Shade, you didn't happen to... Did you, did you make a deal with this Ariel? I don't know why you'd be asking that. Just, you know, being thorough, I suppose. Uh, but but uh, you've got a good head on your shoulders. I don't feel like you would do something like that. So incredibly suffice dumb. It to, suffice it to say, completely glossing over that comment, suffice it mm. to say, <laughs> I don't know if the ship is compromised. He talks in circles. Shay, you were left with a distinct impression that there was an exchange of secrets that happened in that meeting, and that if one of you exposes each other's secrets, there's going to be some sort of mutually assured destruction that yeah. occurs. Oh, so then, yeah. I guess I would say that I don't think the ship is compromised. Oh, well, that's good. Mission uh-huh. accomplished. Excellent. Yeah, right. Getting quite attached, so... Be ashamed to have to get a new ship. It's a good ship. And we just ordered, and Florian, and we just ordered all that, those lit sheets. Right. How long is that, is construction going to take for that? In about two days, you should have the room, as ramshackle as it is going to be, kitted out to be a Faraday cage of sorts. All right. Well, then I guess that's when we're leaving? What, uh, we're, we're, we're... What is the plan, exactly? I mean, that's kind of up to what we want to do, right? Yeah, we have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the pre-planning phase. We need to come up with a plan to create a plan. Well, usually we oh, pick boy. a direction, you know, a general direction. And then as we're making our way that way, uh, something comes up. Yeah, something goes wrong, and then we have to adapt. That's more specific, uh, yes. Yeah. Well, we, so, I mean, go the ahead, fact Oswald. of the matter is, is that we're still collecting allies. I mean, we have one, maybe, but uh, I, I don't think that's going to be enough. <laughs> so we got to figure out who our next target is. Until then, yeah, we're not committed to nothing. What kind of resources are we looking for? Like... Obviously, uh, Amari's wife is a is is a good resource, you know, an important figure in a in a government. What 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 do we need? But maybe though, like also, I don't know how much she's gonna be willing to willing or able to put up against Aegis Tech. I mean, uh, how like uh, I I know that the the Rakasa. Uh, pride isn't as extensive as other prides of the hegemony. This is kind of like their first big shot at 
like gaining some level of notoriety and influence within the hegemony. Do does the Rakasa Pride have any specific connections or I don't want to necessarily say alliances, but association with other any other prides? Mm. Like, yeah, as like a minor noble family, mm-hmm. because that's what they were, uh you effectively married into a like semi-important royal line of sorts it never were they going to be royalty necessarily unless they made some moves which your wife has apparently done now there is this level of notoriety that she has that any relationships that previously stood as just like polite like oh of course we'll invite the rakasas those adorable little things uh have suddenly become maybe these are now relationships we can leverage. So in terms of who Pride Rakasa is friendly with, it's a lot of people because they were never important enough to make enemies with anyone. Now, now who knows? Now it's, there's going to be a lot of jockeying for get these people on your side. This is a new pride that's establishing themselves as a power in the hegemony so there's going to be a lot of interplay between the different prides to see who can win rakasa over it'll it'll just come down to really how well how much these people are willing to risk and put up on the off chance that you know she becomes the big boss lady no offense to your missus or anything but you know no, I mean, legitimately, it's fine. I mean, uh, the more people we have on our side, the better. There's already a number of houses that don't take kindly to the the Empire, so I'm sure there's going to be a number of them who are jostling to throw some weight our way. Makes them look better, at least in the eyes of the hegemony. Who Who is the main... So, I mean, I know, I think Vorpal Corp is, like, the main, um, just because they make everything, would be the main, like, business competitor of Aegis Tech Solutions, is that correct? It would be one of the big ones, yeah. Yeah. I just mean, like, who, if, if we go, if certain factions go to war with Aegis Tech Solutions, and Aegis Tech Solutions is like, well, then I'm not going to support any of your critical like infrastructure who is it that said factions can then turn to because that's who we really need to get on our side next yeah if 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 agus tech is the mcafee who's the norton yeah Yeah. Yeah. if mcafee goes well fuck you get a virus (laughs) (laughs) what do we do and then who's the malware bites is the real question yeah i think you mentioned that the the tiresian doesn't have the Aegis Tech program, uh, uh, like branded program, right? Correct. Yeah. So who, what does it have? That is a very interesting question that you have not asked up until this point. It's I'm true. so glad you're asking it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Shay's Whose brand are we like, repping? Shay's even like, hey, wait a minute. We don't even have the Aegis Tech one. So wait, which one do we have? <laughs> so. One of the Imperial Noble Houses is House Zolorus. They're most associated with a 
military surplus supply dealership corporation called Zolcon Industries, which is like spearheaded by both House Zolaris and House Conus itself to basically sell old military tech on the open market. House Zolaris also specializes in military software. So what you would quickly discover is that from stem to stern, everything on this ship is a product of custom house Zolaris tech. Mm. Nice. Is is that nice though, Amari? Mm. They're a house of. I mean, Reed's saying that. Amari's not saying that. <laughs> That's oh. why I said it as. Sorry, nice. I thought I heard something. That's weird. No, no, there's a ghost in the machine. Mm. You uh, would also know that House Zolaris. Maybe not on great terms with House Silvaro. Oh, now that's a lot of the noble houses of the Empire are constantly jockeying to get positions of power in the Senate Major, which is like the big political body of the Empire. Um, they do that by gaining political and economic power inside the Empire. So all of the noble houses are always ready to backstab each other. Very, very rarely are there, like, tight alliances unless they're doing it with the high Imperial House, House Conus. And even then, there have been instances in the past in which people pull out those knives if House Conus is looking weaker than normal. There was a big event several decades back called the Bruthius Rebellion in which House Bruthius attempted to take over the Empire. They failed and they were annihilated. Yeah, that's the thing we gotta avoid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, well, famously, our good good friend Lucrezia Bruthius, who <laughs> we saw in the... <laughs> I, I, I love I, I, and <laughs> we we love and would never stab in an alley. Yeah, no. I think it's important <laughs> enough that, an that like what we'd be offering is not like a full blown rebellion, right? This is right. That's that's the thing that's con- that concerns me about. I mean, about this whole endeavor um, is like, I-, I guess, I guess having, uh, you know, the start of an allyship with some, you know, some authority is good, but like. How are we four chumps going to be like, hey, Imperial House, here's all this information. Please do what we say. Please, 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 Mm. please. I mean, we have an in with Julian, right? So that that is a conversation that could potentially be had at some point to be like, hey, do we? And, but, also, but but it is like so more so than a lot of the other people yeah we have like the the nuclear codes but like times a thousand yeah and so it's gonna be hard to be like hey don't take this and twist it <laughs> to your it. own purposes please right please don't kill the four of us very easily and yeah. just take Mira. <laughs> Perhaps some well-placed and well-implemented blackmail. That's a good way to make friends. Let's yeah. become. It's a good way to not die. Let's lever. Mm. Let's yeah. let's do a leverage. Mm. <laughs> On that note, 
Shay, you would recall that two of the biggest pieces of information that Ariel 100% did not tell you because you already knew Mm -hmm. was that there were only two individuals that know the totality of Project Chimera. One of those people is Cromwell Silvaro. Of House Silvaro. I could have just let Vesna's kill him. And honestly, better late than (laughs) never. We should. I, I will. I will bring that up. Like, like, this is technically, and again, just talked in circles. But this is something that we do know, and just really haven't really boiled it down and talked about it. That the only two people who really truly know. The entirety of what's going on with Mera are Cromwell Silvaro and that guy, Hector. Interesting. So, that's true. We haven't really thought about what we want to do about Silvaro specifically. Hmm. What can we do about Hector, though? Ooh, Hector might be easier to get, although I'm not sure. He's not even a member of House Silvaro, if I'm not mistaken. He's just employee at Aegis Tech. Hmm. But yeah, if we could get one of them. I, I feel like I maybe know what you were going to say, Shay. And yeah, I feel like if we... I feel like this Hector guy, from what Mira has said, he feels, you know, paternal towards her. At least in some sort of sense. He might be... I, I don't know. He might have Mira's, some of Mira's best interests at heart. He might be easy to reach out to. And then if he does not, well, we know where he is. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I know that we did a super bad job the first time we flipped someone connected with Aegis Tech. But maybe we could learn from those mistakes (laughs) and try again. (laughs) I'd do better this time. I mean, I don't think we did a bad job. I just think someone was better at flipping them back. Thoughts of... of Uh, Victoria, Silvaro, Linger. It was a lack of support for her that led to you all having to leave the Storm's Repose as quickly as you did. Now, precisely what you could take away from that scenario... I leave that to the four of you. Yeah. But Maybe... you do know that the the parameters of your overmission here is not the downfall of an entire noble house or the destruction of an entire corporation. There are two men that know all the information here. Well, two men and the six of you. And with the other tidbit that Shay now has in their brain about the nature of Mara's creation and precisely why it was that a Midrian-run corporation was leveraged to the hilt in order to create an artificial fae, it makes for a fascinating web of manipulation and deceit spanning empires, nations, and stranger entities beside. Precisely what your next move is, you do not necessarily have to decide now, though. What you do have to decide now is whether or not you are leaving 
with Layla Raracasa in two days to effect a, a prisoner transfer to her new moon holdings. <clears throat> moon base. Secret moon base. Yeah. Secret. I think we are losing nothing by going with Layla. In fact, I think, like, if she leaves Neria or Nirind, we should not be on Nirind when we when she leaves. No, the others in control of Nirind don't seem to be um, huge fans of us. Hmm. So don't know why I, I we're pretty great. Yeah, we're very likable, mm. amicable, jovial. They had two. Not to mention, we're all just so good looking. All them. of us. Within like yes. twenty four hours of us arriving, why would they dislike us? Yeah, weird. We brought the fun. This is a boring <laughs> backwater planet, okay, with a knockoff like sun, like sunspire or whatever. This, yeah, we're the fun. We brought it. They should be thanking us. Yeah, at the very least, I think making a stop off at this. What is this moon holding called? It doesn't really have a name okay. yet. It is property and like mineral rights that are afforded a certain level of pride now that there is a reputation for pride rakasa they are afforded certain rights and that includes claiming uh prospects that happen when the hegemony like finds a new world that they are going to stake as like this is going to be a mining operation or an ag world then it basically gets given out to the the lower prides to manage so this is the first of those for house rakasa uh but yeah i think what's there even, and like yeah you don't know yeah i think there's even just making up it's like just stopping off for like maybe a few turns hmm. to if get our bearings going back to be, if this is going to be a resource that we can potentially use it might be good to take a look at what the resource has to offer so that leaves the question, are we taking the prisoner and Layla with us, or are we letting them go on ahead? I, it doesn't make a lot of sense, honestly, for them to come with us. We already have a target painted on our back. Right. We also don't, like, have a ton of room. Right. The only reason we would bring them along is if we literally broadcasted that we had a <laughs> a matriarch aboard, which might afford us some level of protection but at this point i don't think so could all also be a point of security for you know important government figure on this vessel not a lot of defenses no and and if i'm being honest i'd rather her be surrounded by uh, a few more people than us you're right i would also rather her not be on this ship just like the the five, how long? I don't know how long ago it was. An hour or two ago, when Oswald waddled waddled up to Amari, and just just like, do you trust your wife? Do you trust your wife? And like, are you sure yeah. that she maybe isn't going to betray us completely? <laughs> she might like betray the three of you. <laughs> Would you like to see the calculus on her face as she decided as to whether or not to kill me? I've seen yeah, it. You're an I, asset. I have the video. Fascinating. How do you think she looks at me constantly? Yes. Yeah. It's very much a prey mantis de uh, debating whether or not to kill their spouse constantly. Oh, no, buddy. That's not going to work oof. out for you very well. 
No, they, they always choose yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Praying I mantis I... got to do what praying mantis got to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Florian looks doesn't offer an opinion one way or the other, but looks deeply uncomfortable at the idea of having uh, the prisoner or Layla on board. <laughs> That's my answer. Yeah, so we'll just follow then? Sure. Does that okay. work for everyone? Right. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, Kala and Vesnus are both okay with that. Um, Kala looks like she is itching to ask some questions of Touche specifically, but seems like hesitant to do so as this group is still sort of piled in her room. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, right. Yes. Um. Yeah. We. Yeah. We should. We should. Uh. So I guess yes. We've all decided then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just gotta. So let's all leave Kala's room. Okay. As as you do, Vesnus kind of like nudges Florian and says, "It's probably good that we do not have uh, Emari's wife and person who you tried to eat back on ship." Yes. <laughs> I literally didn't try to eat him, but like, yeah, that's sort of part of it. Also, like, yeah, it just seems like a real bad idea. It's mixing all of us folk together, just in general. I didn't eat him, though. I literally just pressed him up against the wall and... what? Okay, whatever, whatever. I'm done. <laughs> Let's go. Like, this conversation like, is happening as the two of them are walking down the like, hallway. Yeah, like we're walking to like the mess hall or something to get food. It's just like, yeah. Oh, question, question. And I, I, this is because I don't remember. Has the footage been shown to Florian? Not yet. I plan on... Oswald's the only one who has it. Okay. Um, but I think Shade definitely, like, uh, hangs back, like, is the... trying to be the last one to leave. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Amari will be out, and we'll go to run a full diagnostic and everything on the ship. Okay. Kala would wait a beat, but as you linger, that seems to give her some kind of, like, unspoken permission to ask the question. And what she asks is, what what was he? A storm. Couldn't really decide on one particular thing, it seemed. Like like the house of storms. Like Court of Air. And you didn't you didn't make a deal, did you? If I told you I did, what would that help? It would give me a better reason to look out for you. Because at some point, if you made a deal, you're going to have to do something that might kill the rest of us and at least one person should know that you don't have a choice in the matter maybe you should keep an eye out then she nods i just i can't take another fight there's nothing to be done about it now so there's a lot of empire powers working like this now if the court of air is involved plus silvaro this feels this feels like it's building towards the war all over again and i wasn't i wasn't even involved in that really I wasn't either, but that's what I'm afraid of, too. The next two days pass relatively quickly, easily. Unless there is any last-minute things any of you wish to do on Nearend, the preparations are made with due diligence, and your ship is resupplied, the cargo hold is put back together into a semblance of order. After the maelstrom that tore through it, you have... Resecured 
the stolen ship you have in your cargo bay and uh, all of the supplies that were ruined were replaced uh, except for the 12 loco which has to be special ordered um i do have one thing uh well maybe not one thing it all involves tux i need to get tux repaired mm. and if there's anything since we're on a military base that uh, mm-hmm. Pride Rakasa can provide to me in terms of weaponry or security for the ship. That would be dope. Mm. Okay. Uh, what What are you thinking? Because um, you were on a military base, you have access to a lot of resources. Let's talk about this. Yes. What What is the What is the uh, So this is the bit where uh, you pull into the garage in Grand Theft Auto, and mm. suddenly you see the car pull out, and you have all the different swap options for it. <laughs> uh. just almost said that exact <laughs> sentence. See, my brain went straight to the armored core, uh, like customization screen. Oh, also that. Yeah. Also yeah. that. Okay. Quick plug for the game A Way Out, which Chris and I are playing right now, because when you do get guns at like the very end of the game, you get to there's you're just like in an abandoned park and you just get to run around and shoot actual guns at each other for a second. It's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> just imagining these two guys like playing around, like, yeah, I'm gonna shoot you. Oh, so dumb. <laughs> Not if I shoot you first. <laughs> just <laughs> What do you have there? A gun. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Mari, what are you thinking for Tux upgrades? Because <sighs> th- all of this could have easily been accomplished over the course of your stay here. Perfect. If there's a, a way I can increase it, uh, uh, Tux's like aether pool, that would be cool. Mm. Um, currently, it's what is si- it currently sitting out of five? Okay. So you're talking about increasing your mech's aether reserves. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? What, like physically, what does that look like? If Tux has more aether available, what increases in size or density? Or like, is there like a backpack made of crystals now? Is there a much larger like weapons battery? What does this look like? So uh, the full uh, Tux's. F- what if it looked like Tux is also wearing like a suit of armor on top? Everything has been just kind of bulked out. Um, so mm-hmm. the arm, like the weight is distributed uh, like throughout the entire thing. So there's not like a weak point on anything. So the suit itself becomes like uh, the power, extra power source. Um, okay. And then, yeah. And just because it's been a while, describe basically the the look of Tux for our listeners. So <clears throat> Tux is a large, uh, mostly uh, white mech, uh, pretty angular. There's uh, like gold and like gunmetal accent pieces on there. Um, the it, he does it doesn't. I, I I'm assigning gender to a mech here uh, unreasonably. Tux. Uh, any good vehicle person would yeah my, my car in real life is named is sheila you know just mm-hmm. it's what you do um but tux doesn't have so much of a head it's kind of sunken into the chest a little bit because there's no need for a head on a mech if your full body is going into the into the like i say cockpit but you know the the uh mm-hmm. you know the piloting 
So it's it's less Gundam and more like Armored Core yeah. or any of the um oh what was that PlayStation Mech game a while back? Uh, uh no, you cursed me. Something fall Titanfall. Titanfall. Oh, yeah, Titanfall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a bit a bit Titanfall uh ish. Uh maybe a bit more kind of squatty and lower to the ground. Um mm-hmm. Just because tipping over is a uh, pain in the ass for something so big and heavy. Um, sure, sure. But yeah, uh, there is some like red and gold accent pieces just to go along with the uh, the kind of battalion that uh, was the Golden Mane. Uh, at this point, been kitted out to look more fancy than what would really normally be a part of their like battle regalia. Um, but yeah looks dope okay then let's say that to compensate for the increased weight of this sort of bulked out armor that is now a part of the the mech it is infused with uh traceries of blue sapphire aethite to increase its like defensive capabilities a little bit Mm -hmm. so you have these lines of blue running through some of the armored plating now and to accommodate for the excess weight, the leg joints have been reinforced, and now the uh, feet of the mech are these splayed three-toed numbers that kind of go out and distribute the weight more widely and evenly at the base of the mech. Awesome. And, and yeah, all that happens. Sweet. And so Tux is looking brand spanking new by the time you're leaving this place. Excellent. I uh, I am keeping like much like an uh, an ace pilot i am keeping track of like defeats on it so there is a bunch of tally marks and i'm adding a new one not that i i beat like killed florian but i'm considering that a win <laughs> florian will remember this <laughs> florian doesn't need florian, to know <laughs> florian in the night just goes and scratches that one off <laughs> buffs it out all right if there is nothing else the isolation room is is constructed and there is of course one more thing you asked us you asked us what we could do i'm sorry all right columbo what you got it's just one more thing um uh oswald's gonna check in with florian uh hasn't had a chance to check in since the whole monster scenario so you know just uh at some point uh i don't know if like maybe in the mess hall or or somewhere when it where it's florian is is by himself or whatever but oswald will kind of come in and be like oh hello uh florian is is it all right if i join you yeah of course oh excellent um how are you feeling I feel like we haven't had a a, a good talk, one to one, person to person, you know, in a while. I would say, well, we've been busy, but we well, really ha- haven't for the past little while. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine. How, yes. How are you doing? Oh, oh, I'm I'm doing excellent. Uh, haven't had a twelve loco in a in a bit, which is exciting. Um, I'm trying to. I'm removing part of the the equation for uh, 12 loco. 
see, there there was a large amount of caffeine in that beverage, um, and I am still, I still very much need caffeine, but I'm trying to cut out the alcohol part, you know, the downer part of it. So we'll see how it goes. But so far, so good. Um, God, that sounds great, buddy. Yes, yes. Well, um, and you're feeling all right and and, and everything? Yeah. Your vitals are... are everything everything checks out? Did you, did you have a ma- medical examination recently? I mean, like the mandatory on the Storm's Repose, but that's, it's been a while. Oh, yes. I, I was definitely referring to much more recently than that, as in within the last couple of days or even the last week or so. <clears throat> Oswald, we don't really have a medic on board. We so... don't. That's true. But I have looked up basic routines on the archive. Now, it, it has been a while. I haven't gone on the archive since, well, the revelation about them. Mm-hmm. But uh, Have you had a medical exam since then? Come to think of it, I have not, no. Well, anyways, uh, I just figured since you know, everything that happened in, in the hangar and, and everything, I... I thought I'd check in and, and, and make sure you're feeling okay and uh, see if there's make any... Make sure my physiology hasn't changed by, like, being consumed by the void for a little bit there. Well, it could manifest in many ways, not just in the physical manifestations, not just in the physical changes that were evident. Uh, perhaps there's... Uh, 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 emotional changes, mental changes, uh, lapses in memory, uh, perhaps uh, perceptions have, have altered at all? Nope. Not since. I mean, obviously we know this stuff is all triggered by being in the, being, you know, jumping. So right. we'll see right. if I go crazy and stab everybody, but uh, the uh, isolation chamber is, should be, should be, should have fixed that. Yes, yes, I am. It's an excellent endeavor that you two have taken. I, mm-hmm. Florian, you seem to be very um, well. You, your, your uh, carefree attitude is often uh, appreciated. Uh, it it helps uh, lighten uh, the mood when things get a little bit heavy. But this is something that should really be looked at not by me obviously necessarily i'm not i don't have any degrees in in uh, what was it called xenomorphic something rather uh, and he goes looking through his notebook as to what that one dude said uh what was it oh transvoid that fi- thing that one dude said yes tra- something <laughs> about transvoid no, the- Physics or xenomorphic biology. I, I'll you know, Mike, that thing that that guy who uh, right. was definitely I think we not all an know imperial monster creature about. said. Yes, yes. Monster is such a harsh word. Well, it keeps it keeps getting thrown around towards me. So. Well, yeah, but for you, it's appropriate. Savage. <laughs> so. <clears throat> What exactly are you suggesting, Oswald, that I go into a hospital on Nirend, since that's the only 
planet we're going to be on for the next little while that has, like, hospitals and say, I recently had an experience where I was a weird shadow monster. Can you guys check me out? I think that we should be careful about who we talk to about it. Yeah, me too! What you experienced is apparently unprecedented, especially the fact that you are still cognitive and still yourself. It's, it has not been documented, at least as far as I have been able to tell, and as, at least as far as been told to me. So there's a lot of v- interest. Uh, I would imagine there would be a lot of interest in, in what you're experiencing. But for me, the number one priority is your health and safety. I, I, Florian, I... Inside check? No. (laughs) (laughs) Florian, I... During that event, I was recording, as I often do, just in case. Um, And I caught footage of, well, of you. If that is something you are interested in viewing, I, I have that available. If not, I also understand. It's a tricky situation, and I'm trying to be understanding. Sure. Uh, send, it, send it on over. I'll take a look at it. All right. Maybe not I... like right now, but... Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll send it over. Take a look at it if when you get a chance, and if you experience anything mm, out of the out of the normal, anything unusual, uh, please let me know. Uh, again, I'm not an expert, but I am looking into it. I'm trying to figure out what's happening, and hopefully it, it doesn't continue to be an issue or more of an issue. But yes, feel free to let me know, and I'll do what I can. I appreciate it, Oswald. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for looking out. I will be sure to let you know if I have any symptoms. And just so we're clear, because I think all of you have the same sort of thinking on this. My, my, what did you call it? Carefree attitude shouldn't be taken as a, I am not taking this seriously. Should be taken as I am taking it very seriously by not totally freaking out about it and letting it all go letting myself go to pieces interesting it's fine and when it becomes a problem then i will sort it out right i don't i don't actually thumbs up that would be a stupid thing to do yeah only only uh if not if i'm not mistaken that's that's an old hobgoblin thing back when they existed yeah yeah yes really really old Yeah. yeah old tradition old yes Right. Well, that, that's good. Um, it, interesting. I, I cannot help but what I'm feeling. I cannot help but have it bubble up to the surface. So, so uh, you know, we all process in different ways. Anyways, uh, well, uh, good check again. <laughs> uh, and he just kind of stands there awkwardly for a little bit. All right. Well. Oh, Florian will give him, like, a little, just light 
punch to the shoulder like you got it buddy Mm -hmm. and a hollow ringing sound from uh, (laughs) uh, like wind chimes like wind chimes exactly uh and he scuttles off all right the isolation chamber is constructed and by the 31st of here all you are ready to depart with the decision made that Layla and the prisoner will go separately. There is no real reason for her to stick around other than covering you all with her reputation. She does so for a day, but is pretty itchy to get going because it seems like this whole power play she's making to take this prisoner is rubbing the local matriarch in incredibly the wrong way oh cats hate that too you're taking her toy (laughs) away (coughs) oh no so at the very least uh pride rakasa has made its first enemy among the hegemony and that is (laughs) pride neria well luckily those people are also like nobodies so this is true in the grand scheme of the hegemony yes worth it uh yeah nobody in pride neria holds a seat on the council of pride mothers so you have about a day of spare time where layla takes off before y'all but you don't experience any difficulties leaving nirand it is well that you have made good with your wife because you now have this air of clout about you And a lot of the rank and file of the hegemony here treat you with the respect you deserve as the prime mate of a matriarch of the hegemony. Groovy. And, of course, your hangers-on are afforded some respect as well. So, you leave. On the 31st of Hirnal, you depart Nirend, making for the stars. This is the first time you will have attempted a warp since the whole incident with <laughs> with Florian in the cargo bay of your ship. And my question for Florian is, did you watch the video Oswald sends you? I was just thinking about that myself. I wait until this first warp and then I watch it during that. No. (laughs) Um. (laughs) While all, well, actually that's a question I have. Um, uh, I'm assuming we have the uh, coordinates for this, this world. Um, Mm -hmm. Reed, does Amari want Shay to navigate? Uh, Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I mean, I would say it's up to, up to Shay. Because I'm trying to decide if Shay is navigating or is also hanging out in the isolation chamber with Florian and Oswald. Yeah, because yeah, that is the thing, is like all three of us should be. Yeah. Well, I guess I could just stay in the isolation, the, the navigation chamber without having to do any of the stuff. But... Mm-hmm. This is true. But now we have this I cool that's... hangout space. It's room. bags and some magazines. <laughs> How long are jumps? Two minutes? Three minutes? Three minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes. Y'all can hang out for three minutes. So the, uh, it's like, okay, we're here. <laughs> Gonna hang out. But there are snacks in here. Okay, well, it's like, if there's snacks, then pff, I would. I want to hang out too. 
So it's up to Shay. The navigation by via a wizard is unnecessary because there are local way gates that you can navigate by and the automatic systems will do that for you. Uh, navigation is really only necessary if you need to make either precise jumps or don't know precisely where you're going. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll just, I'll just hang out in the navigation chamber. Okay. Uh, and to answer your question, Mike, uh, yeah, probably. I probably watch it like that the evening that Oswald sends it to me. Okay. What you see... Hope that changes my mind. We'll see. Yeah, what you see is perhaps more disturbing than anything you were expecting. Because you don't see a video of yourself manhandling these mercenaries. You don't see a giant shadow-wreathed monster manhandling these mercenaries. You see a third thing that was never described by anyone. Okay. You see small pieces of bone moving like stop motion animation across a black field, slowly wiggling themselves across the screen. Awesome. Oswald sent me a really weird other file he has. Uh... Okay, do they, are they, you said pieces of bone? Yeah, they look like pieces of bone or ivory. Do, are they like in like any flakes, sort of shards. form? Or is it just like little flakes of ivory or bone? Yeah, them? imagine you got like a salt shaker full of bone flecks and dumped it out onto a black piece of paper. And they seem to be wiggling weirdly, like stop motion animation, like I said. Like it's missing frames. Okay, I'm assuming that Oswald is up at this point even though it's night late at night i'm gonna go just like knock on his door yes hello you sent me the wrong video file i think oh uh, oh well i'm terribly sorry uh let me see and take a look here uh, i'm scrolling through my my files uh let's see i don't hmm. do i find seems what to be I, the right one seems to be the right one i I'll pull it up on my and play it for Oswald. And you play it for Oswald. And this time, as you're watching it, Florian, you see this shadowy hulking beast tearing through these mercenaries, just as, as Oswald and Amari have described before. Uh, yes. I think I see what okay. has happened it, here. It's, it starts, I, and Oswald it, starts to say that, and I walk out of the room, and I shut the door, and I flip it to the beginning of the video, and I start playing it again. And you watch as this shadowy, monstrous thing drains the aether from one of these mercenaries, and then flings it to the floor and lets out this bellowing roar as it begins to confront Amari. Okay, I'll op like, op open... Oswald's he, door again. He's in the exact same position. He has not moved. Was that... I just wanted to test something. That's sort of weird. Oh, yes. Yes, let's test. What What happened? Tell me. No, it just... It looked... It, maybe I opened the wrong file. Oh, that could be. Uh, well, what did you see? Uh, bones? Okay. Just... Just bones? 
just like little pieces of bone. It kind of looked like. Um, in so you saw the in the footage. You instead of seeing what was you, you saw bones. Is that is that what you're saying? No, just the bone part. Just like nothing, but also some little bone bone pieces. But that's not the video anymore, so it's fine. Oh. I'm I'm gonna watch this now, like right like right here. I'm gonna I'm going to rewatch the video and actually as I mean unless unless Oswald continues to press about this bone video, I'm gonna like point out like what Florian was experiencing during each oh. part of the Of course. Because I think because I think just based on the way that like we played it, Mike, I can pretty mm-hmm. pretty easily like correspond like no 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 see when I held this thing up or this guy up and it looked like I was gonna eat him, I was actually just saying to Amari, like I literally had him in my hand and was saying, Amari, what do we do with this guy? Mm-hmm. And et cetera, et cetera. And every action that Florian is describing as this banal, easily explained motivation translate on the screen as this horrifying monster getting ready to eat this guy and then Amari. Yeah. And like, every time that Florian says, like, no, this is when I was talking, there's a weird static that moves over your vision of the recording. Like because this is all from a first person Oswald perspective. Right. And so I and uh like so like clearly this is what what was happening is that like the overlay of whatever this void stuff was was like misaligned like obviously preventing me from actually speaking hence the weird static hissing right. thing and almost like, like it was overlaid over what was happening yeah exactly right and for some reason that was our perception but it was not your perception because when you exactly. looked at yourself they you were didn't like, see anything yeah. Mm, 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 interesting. Interesting. Well, that is. Hmm. Hence, why I have not been super war. Like I. Right. I mean, according to your perspective, nothing happened. I mean, that makes total sense. I completely understand. But that does bring up so many questions. So many questions, because, well, it wasn't just our perception. Someone died. And obviously, we've been in combat before, and we've had to defend ourselves, but... But very potentially, that was from contact with this... I mean, we know. It's not potentially. He he wasn't crushed to death. He had all of the life drained out of him. That was from touching the void. That wasn't from me squeezing or anything. You were perhaps the conduit? The Potentially. Oswald thinks about those uh, green, like, stone eyes in the the husk of a corpse. And it's those eyes that linger in your mind as this first warp goes off as you're leaving Nearend. As you, Oswald, and Florian are inside this isolation chamber with Shay in the navigator's pod on the bridge with Amari manning the helm. Kala is up on the bridge as well, and Vesnus is posted near an intercom out in the hallway, looking at the door into this newly built isolation chamber, just in case. Yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. It will be 
a five-day journey from where you are to where you're going. The Tiresians systems are still... This is still a medium, like, medium to small ship, honestly. So warping that far across the galaxy takes time. Every time you warp, it's a three-minute travel distance, and then it's a f several hours of letting your warp core recharge. So it's a lot of hop, stop, hop, stop. That's just how these small craft move throughout the Dragon's Wake. This first warp is met with anticipation throughout the ship. There's a moment you can all feel when a ship goes into the void where reality bleeds away into those emerald fractals that if you stare too long at, you begin to suffer traumatic mental health disorders pretty quickly by staring at this terrible shade of green broken into shapes that spiral and flinch towards you in unnatural ways. This is why void shutters on ships exist, to close off any direct eye contact with these things. It's why most recording devices outside of ships turn off when you enter a warp automatically. You stare at each other, Oswald and Florian, as the ship enters warp. On Oswald's mind are those emerald stone eyes. On Florian's mind there is a shadowed beast and strange jittering bones. Probably mostly the bones. <laughs> Shay, as you are alone inside the Navigator's pod, you don't have to worry about the concerned expressions of your friends that are in that newly constructed isolation chamber, but you still feel the drop as the ship enters the void. It's not as pronounced as when you're just riding outside of an isolation chamber, uh, and as a wizard you don't have the, the nausea gripping you, that you would feel if you were totally exposed out in the ship. Amari, you're the only one who is left to kind of feel this au natural. Uh, but it's a totally normal thing. You've felt this your entire career moving through space. It's not that big of a deal, but suddenly it has become one. As the rest of the crew... Kala and Vesnes kind of prepare themselves for what might happen. The long and the short of it is that nothing happens. Three minutes pass, and nothing of consequence occurs. As you exit warp, there is a sigh of relief from all those involved, and then there is a few hours of sitting around, waiting for your warp core to spool back up. What is Florian's day-to-day? over these next five days. I mean, it has to, like, completely revolve around getting to the warp core, like, in time for the next warp, which isn't incredibly difficult, but is probably, like, kind of annoying, because it's just, like, this cycle of, like, man, I was, like, right in the middle of doing something. All right. Um, I don't know. Some of it is definitely, like, reading more about like reading more of this void madness book mm -hmm. and also like researching <clears throat> and also just like maybe looking into a little bit what Oswald was talking about, like people who seeing if there's like anybody currently who like specializes in studying what's going on in the void and how it affects the, the sentient psyche and like 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Somewhere um, in the galaxy, there's got to be. There are. They're mostly considered fringe scientists. Uh, void studies is not something... Looking into it from an outsider's perspective, you are hard-pressed to figure out why people don't study the Void. It's weird at first glance that, like, more people, that it's not some prolific big field of study, considering that's how people get around in space for the most part. It's It strikes you as entirely too bizarre that this isn't, like, the biggest field of physics out there. I mean, it's also like once they've solved the problem of actually getting around, which we have. But you know there are underlying problems, so why That's aren't people true. working towards solving those it's problems? It's probably a conspiracy. I should get my brother on this. And maybe that's a thought that crosses your mind, but like slow research over the next few days would give you a lot of the answers you're looking for where this is concerned. It's not studied because people who study it tend to look too long at the void. Studying it has intrinsic problems in so far as even secondhand, like observation of void fractals are known to cause migraines, nosebleeds, and blindness in some extreme cases. Direct observation can lead to long-term bouts of paranoia, mania, uh, oral and visual hallucinations, and a host of other problems. Uh, Early-onset schizophrenia and dementia are not unheard of for direct void exposure. Um, what exactly causes that? No one's entirely sure, other than whatever radiation or energies exist in that place cause brains in sapient creatures to deteriorate at a rapid pace. And it is a fringe science because most places won't fund research on things when that will kill yeah. people who research it. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I, that makes sense on both an ethical and also just a financial level. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... It has been reduced to, like I said, a fringe it's, science. It's people who really, really are into it and maybe don't care as much about themselves as about getting knowledge are the only people who study it. Got it. Yeah. And there's a term that you'll run into every once in a while. Void cultist. That has a whole other set of baggage to it. It implies someone who is working towards understanding the void at the cost of themselves and those around them. Someone who has become devoted to that gain of knowledge in almost a religious way, in a cult-like way. They don't have an organization or a semblance of, like, orders or some kind of... Uh, code that they live by but they are a cult nonetheless okay i think that like most of these study sessions end in in a similar way which is like the same kind of situation you get when you like are reading creepy pastas or like something on the internet or like watching a watching a weird video and then like all of a sudden it's like okay that actually got like a little too real for me so I think a lot of these sessions end with Florian being like, 
Well, thank goodness I'm not like that. Okay, go into the mess hall to talk to a real person for a second. Um, so I think that these, this research probably happens, or this, this kind of searching happens in like small doses over the next five days. There is one researcher and there's like reportedly a book out there that you could probably find if you did some digging on the metanet that like talks about the dangers of void research at greater length. It is like an actual published uh, academic uh, study that made the rounds. You find references to it in your reading, but you never actually find the document itself. Uh, apparently it is referred to as the bleached tongue doctrine. Okay, 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 okay. And it references this idea that a lot of larger academic organizations have gone to great lengths to expunge people who talk at length about void studies to reduce the number of people who get into void studies. Hmm, okay. Yeah, you're, you find several references to the Bleach Tongue Doctrine. You're not exactly sure what its origins are, who wrote it, but like there are definitely references to this idea that there maybe is like not a conspiracy, but a concerted effort at the larger fields of academia to stop people from studying this stuff. It is on the third day of this research that one of the video links you click showing a professor talking about some of this stuff resolves into a black screen with little jittery bones moving slowly towards a central point on the screen like they're actively moving like in a pattern just there's like a pile of them on a black surface like a sheet of paper and before they were all spread out and diffused kind of like at random pattern and they seem to have now like started to clump together towards the center if i keep watching the video does it just like it just ends the little bones just widgets just jiggle and move slightly. They don't continue to like move into a pattern, but like in the clump they're in near the center, they just like wiggle slightly and like jitter like the frames of a continuous shot are missing. Okay, just kidding. Three days of interspersed research because fuck if I'm gonna keep reading stuff after this happens. But um I do think that Florian will get up and go grab like whoever is available and be like hey watch this video with me don't worry about it does it resolve itself into a real video yeah it is okay. a video of a very dry professor talking about the need for uh three minute length because of warp time because any longer and even the best most effective shields uh tend to deteriorate based on the exposure to void energies it's Kala. The three-minute timer is there for a reason. It's Kala, and she's like, why are you making me watch this? Um, okay. It's uh, very interesting, Florian. Yeah, no, don't. Yeah, thank you for... Yeah, don't worry about it. All right. Um, I don't know what he does for the next two days. Sits in his room and stares at the wall blankly. I'm, uh, On the fifth day, there's at least one moment where you blink... And in the darkness behind your eyelids, there is a little white patch that resembles a pile of bones. Fuck off. <laughs> God, I hate that. But when you open your eyes, it's fine. Okay. 
But all the voids go perfectly well. Yeah, and now we're here. Cool. Yay. <laughs> you have warped across a chunk of the galaxy. In that time, Mara has made herself available again. It was only that first day where she was sort of panicking. When asked about it, she wouldn't want to talk about it necessarily. She was very, very scared of the person that Shay went to meet. Uh, she doesn't know anything about them other than she's had some kind of, like, lizard brain terrified reaction to it. She will not refer to the fey creature in gendered terms. She always calls it it. In those five days, Kala will dismantle the metadiving rig in her room. You see pieces of it showing up and the cargo bay and in engineering like pieces that you didn't even like pieces of machinery you didn't even necessarily know were missing are replaced in those five days Vesnes would like to have a conversation with oswald okay she finds you at some point when you're like moving in the public spaces i can you can decide where exactly this takes place no maybe the cargo hold sure as you're surveying the, the ruins of the, the Twelve Loco pallet, there's still some salvageable cans in there. He's just standing, staring, maybe salivating a little bit. Mm -hmm. And Vesnes would approach you from behind. She's not trying to sneak up on you, but it's definitely like she would kind of wait for a minute to see if you turn around on your own. Nope. And then eventually she would tap you on the shoulder. Oh! Oh! Oh, business. Oh, sorry. Oh. I was not trying to sneak up on you. No, no. You were just not there, man. No, I was thinking about, um... Can I help you with something? Uh, I probably. I think so. Okay, yes. I have a question for you. Mm. And it's one that I hope you answer truthfully, but I will not be offended if you do not. Okay, sure. What do you think of the Kag? And she'll point at herself. Hmm. I have to say, you are you are one of the first I've ever had the pleasure of getting to know. That is not surprising. Right. I can say that uh, my father was not overly fond of the Kog, but... I, I I often found that in my search for what I wanted to do with myself, uh, things to learn about, it's better not to make judgments before you have all, all of the information. And I just didn't have any information, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. It yes. makes some of the most sense I have heard from almost anybody I have spoken to. Oh. Oh, well, just... Um, just how I thought about it. I, I do apologize that I, I will say when you asked me about um, what I knew about the disease, and it, it is unfortunately called culture and, and everything. It is, it is a gap in my, my knowledge base. And would you say you are uh, typical where this is concerned? Hmm. Hmm. What I have run into is that there is 
there are some strong emotions about the cog. That that is that is definitely for certain. Uh, as I said before, my uh, Septimus, my my father figure, um, not a fan. Although he has a lot of strong opinions about all sorts of weird things. Um, but he was not alive four thousand years ago for the Deep War. I don't think any of us were, unless you are suddenly an immortal and I have totally misread your oh, whole no. deal. Oh, no, 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 no. No, he, he was not. But um, perhaps what people experienced all that time ago, perhaps any biases, any traumas, any uh, whatever, it is possible that that kind of thing can be inherited if Oh, I do not doubt it. We met near Noku, and you ask any Rini their opinion on Cog, and it is a lot different than what you just said. Right, yes, right. I will say, I, uh, Avia are such an interesting species, I, I've learned. You know, I grew up just thinking that everybody's the way we are, but uh, Avia almost view every other species as, well, they're all kind of lumped together, <laughs> in a way. Uh, this is why I wanted to talk to you, because it honestly is sort of the same on Nov Cogrin. Oh, really? So so the Cog view everybody else just as one big amorphous blob? Amorphous, hateful, xenophobic. Yes. Uh, yeah, a lot of that. But here is here is interesting point, is that it seems to me like this is not the case. Oh, yes. It, at least with the people on this ship. Yes, well, yes, I suppose, I suppose that's true. I, I haven't seen anybody react poorly. In fact, we didn't even think much of it when we landed on Nirind. It wasn't until consulting outside of the ship that we even realized it might be an issue at all. Um, you didn't happen to see any cog tech while you were down there, did you? I, I was looking, and I did uh, poke my snoot in places it probably shouldn't have, but uh, unfortunately I didn't find anything. But I will keep an eye open. Uh, both. Uh, I, I'd appreciate it. It's yes. just, it traveling on this ship is been interesting for me. Yes. Yes, I think for us all. It's just, I have not had a lot of exposure to other cultures. Hmm. Yes, and I'm trying to figure out if the people on this ship are a good sampling of people, or are you all weirdos? I think both can be true. Hmm. Okay. And she will immediately turn and start to walk away. All right. Good talk. Amari, your final approach to this place takes you really close to Minos, what's left of Minos. The last jump on your fourth day brings you through the waygate of the Minos system. You don't see the planet, you're not that close, but you are passing through a location that was once a bustling trade hub, the homeworld of Taro civilization, and the seat of power in the Dominion. And it is silent now. It is a weird experience driving through 
a five-lane highway where nobody is anymore. Um, is anyone else around to be like up on the like the command deck? Right. I leave that to anybody else. Uh, I mean, when we come out of the warp, Shay is on the bridge because they're in the isolation chamber, the navigation chamber. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess Oswald and Florian would specifically not be around. Uh, I I think Amari would just be sitting there, just looking out the after the 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 void shutters come up, you know, just kind of trying to take it all in, trying to process it as best he can. I don't think it's anything to the point of being hard to process. It's just a lot of a lot of stuff happening at one time. You know, it's like there's nothing he can do about it now, but he's still going to think about it. Mm-hmm. Just trying to. Yeah, I guess, Shay, you it. would emerge from you would emerge from the navigation pod and see this kind of long stare that Amari has out the the viewports. We can't see Minos, though, though, right? Not from your position. No, okay. the planet would be like a twinkling star in the sky among millions. <sighs> Do I know which yeah. twinkling star is Minos, though? <laughs> How often would Amari have come here during his career? Uh, probably not super often. The The Golden Mane are more of a ceremonial thing. It, or act as like a... Uh, they would be part of like military marches if there were to be like, oh, look at how great we are, you know, and do like defensive posture stuff, not like a... We're going to go tour Minos and, and you know, stuff right. like that. And Minos specifically is almost a holy site in and of itself for those who worship among the Draconic Temple. Something that I don't think Amari ever associated himself with. Not particularly. So y- you got to think, like, this is Vatican City if it got nuked. Like... It is a sad hole that represents something holy to billions of people throughout the galaxy that is no longer there. And so when you stare out at the sky and sight across the way gate, which is just this big lump of artificial chems and crystals floating in space that let people navigate to this sector of the galaxy, you can kind of point out the star that is slightly brighter than all the others around it. You can clearly see the sun of the system is a huge thing. And so as you sight over the way gate towards there, you can just make out a little speck passing in front of that sun. You, uh, you're right. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Just, uh, haven't been back here for a bit. It's kind of uh, strange. I don't, I don't know if you've ever been to, like, oh, we're, I don't know. We are close. Well, relatively, I guess. Yeah, close as we're gonna get. I don't know. I, it's just strange. There are a lot of people here at one point. Now it's, I don't know, empty. Anyways, he'll, like, uh, snap out of it and just be like, oh, we've got we've got some time to, to kill, so he'll be like, I'm gonna go grab something to eat. Do you want anything? I was gonna, gonna offer to I was gonna go make some uh, not coffee, but coffee. 
Oh, the not coffee. Yeah, I love the not. I love not coffee. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember what the what the coffee what our coffee equivalent is. Stim. Stim. Yeah, I'm gonna go make a pot pot of stim. Hot water and caffeine powder. Yeah. Mm-mm, delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like mine fruit punch flavored. Has some hot Kool Aid. <laughs> Gotta love that red twelve. <laughs> I made this for you. you. Okay, over referencing a video that is ten years old at this point or whatever. Yeah. At at least. Yeah. Does stim specifically need to be hot? I like it hot. No, No, I like it hot. That's I was like I was confused. Helps the uh, the caffeine uh, dissolve faster. That's true. As you leave the my mino system the all the weight of that history sloughing off like so much rain off a duck's back as you slip back into the void you make for a position that is honestly galactically speaking pretty close to vast plane it's not within the system or anything but you if vast plane is at the three o'clock on the galactic clock you're somewhere between two and three And you are entering a system that is uh, a sun, several small rocky hellscape planets that that are uh, orbiting nearby, and an immense gas giant somewhere in the Goldilocks zone that has about a dozen moons which orbit it, all of which are habitable. Now, habitable means... A lot of things. It can support. They can support life now. Whether or not they can support life comfortably is another matter entirely. There are two of those moons, though, which are basically like good enough terrestrial worlds that colonies have cropped up on them. And one of these moons is the destination that you're heading for, based on your readouts of this place and like some navigation equipment you would be able to tell that the name of this place is a string of numbers. It doesn't have a name yet. I can give you that string of numbers if you want me to. 86753309? Good enough. Excellent. (laughs) It will be up to Pride Vercasa to give this place a name when it becomes a larger settlement. A name. The... (laughs) A name. And again, that's if. Right now, it is little more than a mining camp. The aethite that is being mined here is not unusual or particularly valuable, any more so than any other aethite. But as a terrestrial world, you have access to crystalline forms of aethium all over the planet. There's also like large asteroid belts in this system that can be harvested eventually. This place is a blip on the map that was discovered in the last 50 years, and the hegemony is just now getting around to assigning somebody to make it profitable. And that is Pride Casa. As you come in, you are hailed by a local security force, and by security force, I mean Dave at the flight tower. Yeah. Hi, Dave. Hey, yo, what up, Dave? <laughs> yo, Dave. Hey, Dave. It's a boy. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, hi, Dave. This is, uh, 
uh, prefect, uh, Amari Kaurakasa, requesting landing. Uh, we are in the Tiresian. Uh, you should have our information. Uh, copy that, Tiresian. We, uh, we see you on the scopes. Let me just, uh... Hey, Daryl, what do we do when a prefect comes? Okay. <laughs> oh, shoot, I don't know. <laughs> uh, copy that, Tiresian. Uh, you're cleared for landing at, uh, landing zone Tango Beta 3. Uh, thank you. Dave, was it? Uh, just north of the tower. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, this is Dave. Awesome, thank you, Dave. Oh, my God. Tyrese out. <laughs> it's probably not a trap, but that does sound like they're covering because they're about Dave to. Sounds hot. Is Dave sounds hot. <laughs> Everyone knows Dave. Dave's very hot. Like, <laughs> how can you tell? I mean, he's a vast plane four, but out here he's an eight. Yeah, vast plane four <laughs> eight six seven five three oh nine eight. <laughs> The eight Dave, the can I have your him. number? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's written on the wall. Very convenient. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you come down to this settlement, it is a rough-and-tumble mining operation. All the buildings here are prefab, like basically boxes that have been dropped here with scaffolding welding onto the sides for staircases if they happen to be more than one story. The flight tower, quote unquote, is one of those prefab buildings tipped up onto its side. So the rectangle is pointing up and they have placed another room on the top of it. Incredible. With another set of scaffolding scares kind of welded to the side to lead up to this, quote unquote, tower. Well, no one's going to look for us here. The flight pad that you're directed to is an empty field just north of the flight tower where... Uh, larger transports have landed kind of pell-mell. There is no organization or clear system of parking in this place. It's a bit of a fixer-upper, I suppose. What you also immediately notice is the much larger Corvette-class ship that has landed south of the tower and seemingly taken up a position of we're landing here and there's nothing you can do about it kind of... Uh, authority that is associated with the matriarchs of the hegemony. That might have been Dave's parking space, but it's not Dave's anymore. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. If you had to guess, you would think that that is Layla's base of operations. It does bear the crest of Pride Rakasa on it. But as you land, yeah, it is mostly just like bulk transports that are landed here and light skimmer craft used for planetary transportation nothing interstellar really there's only four ships here total that could probably get off planet and you and layla have two of them really a thriving metropolis we have here we really gotta That's SimCity fine. this shit we're gonna have to spend a lot of time on upgrades uh yeah it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna take a bit oh i was gonna say mm-hmm. get the property brothers in here Flip this. <laughs> flip it or f- flip it or fix it. Whatever that fucking show is called. <laughs> Love it or list it. <laughs> that that is the one. That is definitely the house flipping show I was thinking of. <laughs> is everybody trooping off of the Tyrian when you all land? Uh, yep. I've been on the ship for so long. Yes, so please. Long. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm good to go. 
go. So check yeah. out this moon base. Okay. Uh, can Vesnas come? I was wondering. You don't know if there's enough authority here that would really do anything about her being with you. So okay, hell yeah. there's definitely a look between her and Amari of just like, is this cool? Let's go. All right. It's cool. <laughs> there's all of like 12 people here. You're going to be great. You're going to be a celebrity. <laughs> you joke, but it's not much more than that. There's 14 people here. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and other Dave. <laughs> Daryl and his other brother, Daryl. <laughs> well, there's Daryl's brother, Dave, but that's not the Dave that Daryl works with. Mm, I'm lost. Florian, what are you taking with you when you exit the ship? They're not going to search this thing, are they? <laughs> if... No. Why would Daryl do that? Daryl's busy. Dave might. Dave's snoopy as fuck. <laughs> okay, well, like, we can have Mira, like, lock everything down. Um, I'm just going to take the big-ass knife. I don't know. I'm not going to take anything with me. Okay. As you strap the knife on, there's a weird rattle in its sheath. What's in the box? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll... I don't know. I feel like Florian maybe has the same reaction that I had, which is that I just had, which is God, get it, better get this fucking bone piece out of this. Um, I'll take the big ass knife out and dump out the sheath. Nothing comes out. Good and cool. Okay, then I leave. Then I go okay. off the ship. You leave the ship, close the door behind you, the door that does not lock. Yeah. I will be like, hey Mara, just like Yes, Florian. Courage anyone from like okay. Nobody should be getting on the ship except for the six of us. Um, and if anyone does, if you could just discourage people away from my room because again, it does not lock. Actually, you could probably fix that. But I don't. can attempt, but it but, appears to be more of a mechanical issue yeah, than a software I mean, issue. Like, don't please though, also because um, or just like ping Oswald if somebody's snooping around my room. Or me, I guess. Can do, Florian. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And you leave. And you all troop off onto this world that's name is a string of numbers. Florian's room is dark after he departs. The door that does not lock is closed. Somewhere on the floor something falls. And there is a light, subtle tick as it does. But what's happening on this world, I think we'll have to wait until next time. Because as always, you can find us online at matcomrpg on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at cryoutolivia. I am always there, talking about D&D &D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff so come hang out you can find me on twitter at elliot c lewis i'm an illustrator and graphic designer doing a lot of tabletop rpg and other fan art you can also support me on patreon and coffee links to both of those are in my twitter profile you can find me at the readamus on instagram and twitter where i post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature so come check it out
and you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.